Welcome to the Sandbox Cooperative Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Dave. Well, it's November and <laughs> it's pretty darn gray outside. So I think we should remember some happier times. You know, when things were warm, we were on a, a road trip, we were hanging out in a park. Getting nostalgic for summer already <laughs> and it's already, it's only stinking November. I know, what I know. The... It's no good. <laughs> and for, if you're, if you happen to be listening to us in a place where it's warm, don't let us know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want don't, to know about it. Don't tell us. <laughs> I mean, it was snowing on Friday. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I thought we were remembering happier times. Yeah, yeah. Let's go back to that park. I like that idea. Yeah. So we were uh, on our road trip uh, earlier this year. Um, we met up in Union Square in New York City with a guy named Chris King. Um, and if you haven't ever been to New York, or New York City and, and Union Square in particular, it is full of all sorts of different people. It's crazy. Now I've been to New York uh, a lot of times over the years, and I've never been to that spot. It was it was fascinating. Yeah, we, I mean, we saw actors that we recognized from from TV. Uh, other people were having picnics and just kind of hanging out in the park and enjoying being outside. And we yeah. we interviewed somebody who said, "Well, like, hey." Just like kind of a man on the street interview, and we said, "Hey, could we interview you for a podcast?" Just want to ask you one question. And the guy said, uh, "No, I just took a hit, and I'm not sure." <laughs> <laughs> so really, I mean, it was a slice everybody. of life. Everybody, all all kinds of people there. I was actually approached by some high school kids who were making a doing a film project for their high school, and they asked me to make a cameo in it. Uh, so Dave's in some random video somewhere. Playing the part of the creepy guy in the park. <laughs> Typecast again. And, and, crush, and crushing <laughs> Crushed it. it. So good. I was born for that role. Oh, anyway. So back to this interview. Uh, we, got to, we got to speak with a guy named Chris King, and he founded an organization called We Are Marcus, which is a unique digital mentoring program for students of color. Uh, it was based on his own experience and his own positive role models. And Chris wanted to give kids that same kind of experience that he had had, but using technology and some of the other tools that he had at his disposal. It is an exciting project and and Chris is a fascinating, creative guy. So let's get to it. Welcome to episode 53, We Are Marcus. Welcome to the Sandbox. So we are currently in Union Square uh, with Christopher King, and uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure speaking with you. I'm excited about uh, uh, putting our message out and, and, and making sure people know what we're doing. Yeah. So what are you, what are you working on? Tell us a little bit about the project. Sure. Uh, so uh, I'm CEO of We Are Marcus. It's a character development platform for middle school and high school boys. It's our target uh, demographic. And what we do is... We simplify the mentoring relationship and deliver urgent messages to children uh, uh, from their older counterpart, older counterparts through a uh, Netflix-style experience, and they get to engage with a, a, a mentor-like person and uh, give their responses to the to the platform, and we can connect teachers with students in, a, in more meaningful ways. Cool. So, how long have you been doing this? About. 18 months. Okay. Yeah. So it's still pretty new. Very, very new. And how's, it, new. how's that process of building it going? Uh, it's going well. You know, we're, we're, we're very excited to hear what kids have to say uh, so that we can make the platform tailored to the student experience and what they want to see and hear from, from mentors. Cool. So when you say Netflix-style experience, are you talking like 
binge mentoring or like what is that? <laughs> uh, just to describe the interface is that it's engaging uh, through a web platform. Uh, we're moving into a mobile app soon. And um, uh, it's a kind of on-demand experience. So the student gets to click on the mentor they want to hear from oh, cool. and the topic that they, that, that's most pressing to them. Mm-hmm. Cool. So it's, it's, uh, it's not even, I mean, it sounds like it can be personal mentoring, like one-on-one, but it can also be recorded messages as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's uh, in, in our current uh, iteration of the product, it yeah. is a still, sh- a still shot. Uh, but as we grow and develop, there's some dynamic things we can do with interactive conversations with the with the speaker. Cool. Uh, the 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 main problem solution fit we're trying to get at is the logistical problems with mentoring. Mm-hmm. So organizations have costly background checks and long processes to get men in classrooms. And what we want to do is with that Netflix uh, type idea is if you have a subscription, you have access to somebody uh, um, and their message where you didn't before. Okay, mm. cool, 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 cool. So what um, what kind of led you to this? So like, tell us a little bit about your background and why this is a passion of yours. Wow, so so much, um, but I'll, I'll try to keep it concise. I uh, am a product of a great mentoring relationship. I grew up in a single mother home and uh, my mentor had a, a, a huge impact on my life. He kind of told me in, uh, in college that, uh, you know, I should probably stop watching music videos and read the New York Times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, around that time, I was also told by my high school guidance counselor that I would never make it to college. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I would never go to a four-year college. And that was the message from uh, institutions directly to most of my black male counterparts, my friends, were you know, hey, you're not going to get out of here. Mm. You're not going to do much. Instant admittance, instant admittance is coming to the, the library, and you should go sign up for community college, um, which had a huge effect on me and my expectations. And I was lucky enough to have a parent that called and cursed out that guidance counselor very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, yeah. And I understood at that time that most of my... F- most, of, most people, uh, you know, with, that looked like me didn't have that backup. Mm. And if they didn't have that backup, then what happened? What happened to them? And, and I've always been the type of person to kind of challenge and ask questions like that and think outside myself. And, uh, you know, that's kind of just one experience that led me to think about how to scale relationships. Mm. What does it mean to impact more than 20 kids? And, and as, a, as a former kindergarten teacher, I told my story over and over again and realized that I am really boring if I keep doing that. <laughs> but you could just make up a new one. <laughs> and and uh, you know my 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 fellow teachers at the time we we kind of came to the same conclusion together. Um, a good friend of mine, Sean Hicks, uh, that I taught with, you know, we talked about it all the time. How we could potentially challenge this infrastructure and 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 what if I were to snapshot some of those messages hmm. and and then distribute them and and have an organic kind of rolling conversation about the things that matter to kids and maybe we can shift the direction of the decisions at at really critical times mm-hmm. so just in there and I think we talked about this a little bit before as well but um, about listening to the kids and hear how that is driving uh, what this mentorship looked like can you say a little bit more about that and, and maybe the value that you have there sure uh, well educators uh, love data 
<laughs> so if we can and um you know there's a um there's a fun quote that uh that keeps coming across my my uh my purview is is data is the new oil in yeah. that the economy runs off that so if mm-hmm. we can listen to kids and hear what they have to say in the platform we can develop character development report cards and we can we can show students, show teachers and principals and enrichment program leaders that where kids are growing from our platform and how they're growing mm-hmm. will add additional buy-in and also allow us to reach more students. Mm-hmm. So that's that's our concept, and we're hammering away at that uh, and and growing the uh, they're growing the growth metric mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that um, that that everybody really cares about, including us. So rather than I mean like. If I'm looking at something on Amazon uh, right now, uh, five minutes from now, it's going to be all over my Google. Sure. Every, every, it's going to keep showing up in all the pop-up ads and everything that's mm-hmm. out there. So you're using data uh, rather than to sell something to help make people who they are, uh, more and more who they're made to be. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and and in, the, you know, in, the, in the data conversation, we are partnering with, uh, academics and researchers and also you know connecting them to our uh, our tech team to design it such that it's tailor fit to what the teacher wants right so in terms of outcomes we're looking to make sure that the kids have more in-class t- time the students who are at risk for um, and that that term is challenging but I'll say mm-hmm. um, students have been who have been labeled with a variety of deficiencies we are, are looking to challenge that conversation with the data that they provide. Yeah. The student says, I'm actually having trouble with adversity at home. Mm. And then and that conversation may or may not be happening with the teacher. Uh, and, and then we can, we can have informed conversations with kids to plug them into their schoolwork. Mm. And from there, then we get to uh, some of the outcomes like, you know, raised reading levels and increased progression from one grade to the next where a student would have previously maybe Mm -hmm. failed or been held back they're now plugged in because we met them where they are say a little bit more about um kind of the other factors because i think uh it's if you're in education i think people are starting to understand this but i still think that at large we we kind of miss that there are so many different things that affect exactly. how we perform as students um, and in jobs and all those sorts of things. Right, and, and, and what we're looking to do is, is, is continue to build a tool to be a catalyst for conversation in a new way that hasn't been, been happening before, mm-hmm. a lot like Sandbox. Shameless <laughs> <plug>. <laughs> All day. <laughs> and, uh, you know, those circumstances may be, you know, uh, substance abuse issues, homelessness, uh, um, uh, you know, st- students who take care of themselves and their siblings at home. You know, stuff we've seen before and heard mm-hmm. about. I'm, you know, I, I, although the platform is providing a, a a space for conversation, this stuff has been going on for decades and generations, yeah. right? So what we want to do is unearth them uh, and also provide a uh, a path to success by by seeing a speaker who says, "Well, I went through that too." Right, and you don't have to reach out and find that message from um, uh, a variety of role models that may have been, you know, uh, you know, passed away 30 years ago. There's somebody right yeah. there. So, quick, quick, quick um, 
uh, uh, sidebar, you know, for me, I didn't know much about my family history in, in, in school. And I thought Martin Luther King was my, you know, my relative, my uncle. <laughs> or I wanted him to be, mm-hmm. right? So I mm. said that to my teacher that, yeah, I'm related. That's my uncle in the project where you map your family. But <laughs> and it's silly. It's a silly example. But in truth, uh, you know, kids struggle with that all the time. They yeah. struggle with finding people they can connect with. So we want to try to get that to them mm-hmm. quicker before they have to ask. The power in uh, being able to say me too, you know. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. So you've been at it for 18 months, and it's longer than that because there was a, there was a time before that that it was just gnawing away at you before you could start it. Absolutely, right? yeah, absolutely. At so least at least five years. Yeah, at least five yeah. years of trying to cultivate an idea. Hmm. Yeah. So t- talk about that time. I mean, just hmm. that time that led up to the launch. Uh, I can I can fill you in on a conversation that I had with my uh, my mentor when I was in late college um, and trying to navigate my path think about post-graduation and you know my, my mentor is uh, in his uh, I'll, I'll, in his 50s and he said to me at that time that I would be the last one mm. and he said that because he only had so much capacity he had gone through several organizations Working with working with kids, a variety of levels, and some that um, uh, you know are, are basically like he's he's a part of their family, and me understanding the levels of, of mentoring, say okay, well I've got a mentor over here and a mentor over here, but I really have one mentor who has really guided me in life, and uh, I was really saddened by that moment hmm. because I knew that in my own close family people needed what I got mm. and I felt super uh, I, I, it's, it's hard for me to articulate the emotion just selfish and saddened and just distraught that there would be no other impact happening out of this relationship potentially uh, just because we're limited by time yeah hmm. and uh, I you know like I've, I kind of put myself in a situation to think, how do we expand time and who's doing it? <laughs> <laughs> Deep question, like weird yeah. question. No, that's <laughs> absolutely right. Yeah. There's, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't constructing a time machine necessarily. Right, right. <laughs> Put the flex capacitor in there. And right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, I looked around and just, just started to just look at examples of that and how, how we capture moments and what who's in that place and who's doing that work now um just plugging out you know just trying to trying to give myself a little retreat in that moment and uh and and that you know that's 10 years ago yeah and just Mm -hmm. things that kind of stayed with me uh that um that that lead me to where we are now yeah yeah Mm. so uh, tell me about a story of you know somebody that you've that's come through your okay. interacted with your work. Sure. Um, so w- within our testing, what we found was that uh, you know one of our students from um, a a demo and 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 engaging survey with uh, a ninth grader in Harlem, and he saw the message 
of one of our speakers, Richard Smith, and the episode took him to a place of thinking about his personal life and opening up to complete strangers and telling us that he needs this message and his classmates need this message. Mm. And he said, um, I don't, I didn't expect this to get so deep. Hmm. And you know, I was like, well, what do you mean by that? Right. Yeah. And his response was, um, I, 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 I need to, th- I, I want to think differently about my life hmm. Hmm. and the trajectory of it. I don't think he used the word trajectory, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said the, you know, the direction of it. Yeah. And he's in ninth grade, <laughs> right? Lots of serious questions being asked at that time anyway, and that the, yeah. the, the adjustment from middle school to high school. Uh, and, you know, that, that student's story very much stands out because, well, we, you know, we, we recorded it. So it's just a very honest reaction. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. Um, very very personal and and i i think what we we sometimes kind of miss in the daily uh interactions in in schools and and elsewhere with with young people is that a lot of that strikes them on a on a a lot of the interactions strike them on a very personal deep level and 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 it stays with them and they uh you know they sit with the ideas uh, around what they're learning and how it connects to other aspects of their lives right right Mm. Uh, all those connections and all those relationships are bouncing off each other and and they're making the connections yep maybe holding on to them in a way that 10 15 20 years they don't hold on to as as much right Hmm. Hmm. what's uh What's the size and scope of, of where you're at now and maybe where you hope to be mm-hmm. and what kind of what kind of successes are you seeing? Like what can you say like, yeah, we should like, we had these these kids who came through this and, and now they're saying this or they're seeing this. Sure. Uh, well, our 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 first uh, client we had was uh, early early college initiative at CUNY. OK. Uh, and they had a uh, underclassman intervention program over the summer before the school year started. And the reactions were very, very similar. Uh, so, you know, students about 15, 16, uh, male and female grouping. And uh, what they were able to do was build the program into their existing program and then take the kids to say, okay, well, you are now prepared somewhat with the skills you need to go back into class come in the, in the upcoming fall and improve your academic outcomes, mm-hmm. right? the nuts and bolts question where does the funding come from because we all know in mentoring and education there's all i mean it's just money everywhere right they're just throwing it at you so it's kind of a dumb question but uh. no, it's, it's 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 a it's an interesting one because yeah. people are are fundraising and then the money gets out the door whereas you know and the and the impact may not reach it uh you know innovation <laughs> what it does is it reaches a lot of uh players who are connected to political power and other other places uh so to be to be honest about our sales strategy it's partner with influencers who already have agreements with uh with schools and school districts 
we're also uh, we you know we got some attention from Black Enterprise in the spring of last year, which was really exciting. A lot of demo signups directly from parents, mentors, and mentoring organizations coming to us saying, "Let's check out what you got." Yeah, uh, cool. And um, and then there's the idea of going bigger, like South by Southwest. We were invited to pitch there, right. the My Brother's Keeper Alliance. Uh, the previous uh, president had a lot of um, you know sincere interest in growing the My Brother's Keeper Alliance and the Black Male Achievement uh, Group funders mm -hmm. to get those resources together and get them out the door to organizations that are moving like us. Uh, so our product testing is very customer focused. We're very much interested in making sure that our impact is there. And then we can circle back and have conversations with corporate social responsibility outfits, um, you know, who are, who are genuinely interested in partnering with someone like us. And then we can, uh, we can talk to schools directly and have discounted or free rates for mm -hmm. large batches of kids. Um, cool. So there's there's a number of ways to go about it, and we're we're exploring all of those uh, while while keeping the student in mind and continuing to build our product such that you know there is just no question about why you wouldn't do this. This is a no brainer. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. What um what kinds of things have you learned over the last couple of years as you've been uh, building this and getting this off the ground that maybe you didn't see coming? Yeah, you know, the leaner the better, right? So we, um, trying to trying to make sure that we have a prototype that someone can look and touch and feel and feel you know excited about, and then the next thing would be building the team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would it it was it's really awesome when I'm demoing every you know several times a day. However, in order to reach the people and reach uh, the students that I, I really want to make sure that I, I do um, with, with all my energy, it's, it's growing from five people to 23 making contributions in the past four or five months. Mm. And the, the, the team building blitz and is, has been critical and it will continue to uh, make sure that we grow not just a product but a movement, hmm. and that number that 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 word gets gets thrown around a lot. But in truth, uh, it's really exciting when people are giving up their time, which goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Can't get that back. Yeah. Right. yeah. So. Yeah. We talked a little bit um, just as we were kind of touching base originally and prepping. Um, just kind of, I had kind of asked, you know, like, does does your faith have any influence in in this, and and kind of, does that shape your work? Does that drive your work? Um, and if not, that's obviously fine. But what does that look like for you? I, I'm glad you bring that up because uh, we, you know, I I, I should have uh, mentioned that earlier. Social impact is really, you know, b business or legalese. I'm always in these circles and and. Um, but what it all kind of boils down to is that I, I was raised to do right by people. And I was also uh, largely very much affected by my, my mother early on who, uh, you know, prayed at six o'clock in the morning every single day. And watching her do that and taking my, my brother and I to church uh, had, a, had an impact that continues to resonate with me um, and and I believe in living 
Christianity mm. and living my faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't really wrap my head around going to a job and getting paid to take from people mm. or to take their money. And it, it, it's, it's very very unsettling to me yeah uh and i get excited about an opportunity as i've done variety of different things you know organize community organizing union organizing and i don't talk about that much <laughs> uh you know that has, has had a large effect on on who i am as a person yeah and um you know we're, we're in union square today and and at least two people have asked me for food today mm. and since moving out of new york it's you know like wait and come back and I was like wow this is this is real pain and and hurt and hunger you know is just one part of it but it's it's out here in it and i i really uh you know i i, I want to be proud of the person that i am and i want to be be excited about the the people that i work with and and they share that common thread that they they want to do better and they know we can and they're going to do something about it in the last 18 months has to I can only imagine it's got to be some of the busiest hardest working time uh, maybe maybe in in your life I don't know that said yeah what do you do to take care of yourself in the middle of all of that oh wow uh, uh, I uh, I am, am, am you know I subscribe to the idea that's I need rest too, right? And yeah. um, I probably sleep more than any super driven person. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I am an eight-hour guy. All right. Um, and uh, when I when I as I'm as I'm doing what I want to do, right? So I'm a get it done guy too. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't mention I'm pursuing an MBA com- uh, about halfway through at Howard University. I'll be leaving to go work for Intel in Silicon Valley in about two weeks, okay. uh, and and we are Marcus is, is evolving around all those things, uh, but I can genuinely say that it doesn't. This doesn't feel like work. It's just me. I'm literally trying to build a legacy of me being me, mm-hmm. so that. The, Everything that we're talking about today, I kind of take a step back and say, "Wow, I sound really passionate, really intense yeah. about this." Yeah. Um, it's just because this is who I am. Yeah. And at this particular stage in my life, yeah. that's all I want to do. Yeah. I yeah. don't necessarily want to rest and not talk to people about we are Marcus. I, I mm. just, it's when and and the funny thing is, the more I talk about it, the more people talk to it about talk talk about it to me. Mm. So there's this yeah. this 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 uh, energy that gets transferred and given back that's fulfilling that doesn't make me tired. Sure, it, sure. it energizes me, um, and uh, you know I I I I I need the R and R like everyone else, but I'm I'm positive that uh, you know when I when I go and do the you know chief executive type things and and that's on my mind. I just write it down, get it out of my head, and then come back to it uh when 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 it's right and what i've been continually guided by back to the almost uh a faith question is as these things going i just continue to believe more and more where things are going and it and it just feels right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and that's the type of team i want to build that's the type of environment uh that that we are marcus is intended to be 
and uh, and you know as as it continues to feel right, I think it'll just continue to uh, you know bless itself and and, and be self perpetuating in in a really beautiful way. Yeah, yeah, cool. It's totally integrated into who you are and kind of comes out. I'm I'm living my purpose. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just dying to know who who's Marcus. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, that's I, actually I, the next question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I told you about my mentor earlier. His name is Mark. Okay. So okay. I jokingly called him Marcus uh, years ago, yeah. and um, some some un, un, unintentional but amazing ties to Marcus Garvey, Garvey mm-hmm. and self determination and mm-hmm. character building among. Uh, you know, uh, among among people who who are very interested in that and need that. Yeah. So, what kinds of challenges have you faced as you've been working on this? The challenge of n- no, you know, when you get when you get rejected, <laughs> uh, and the challenge of. Um, Pushing that extra, what I call the 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 fourteenth or fifteenth hour, mm. when no one is watching, no one's around, nobody with a mic, no sound guy, <laughs> <laughs> and you just have to figure out what I'm missing. Mm. And I think you know, with 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 confidence comes blind spots. Mm. Uh, you know, you think you're doing something great and then you get told either no or you just haven't put in enough time. Hmm. And, um, you know, I, I kind of own that in my experience that those those moments happen regularly. And my experiences prior to this kind of inform my toughness around those moments and things I have to do to to push further. Um, regardless of no and regardless of you know the obstacle of uh, I think I should go to sleep right now you know or <laughs> I, I should probably unplug uh, but but in truth uh, uh, you're probably familiar with Eric Thomas he's a motivational speaker and he talks about um, no one will outwork you or no one will outwork me is what he says mm-hmm. and to and for me to own that and say you know I I I am my biggest, uh, uh, you know, threat to my to success. I, I need to I need to push further. I need to push past the no. This is a great idea, but we're not really interested in this right now. Uh, well, that's flattering. It is a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> However, um, what can I do to make it better? Mm-hmm. You know, and what 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 sort of people around me should I should I invite into this space? to uh to do what i can't see and uh you know that sort of confident the the pairing between confidence and humility and understanding my limitations is really important to me and something i try to remind myself of so if you could tell everyone in the world one thing and they would listen not necessarily saying that they would agree but they were actually going to listen what would that one thing be that you would tell them Be the change you you wish to see in the world. Do something about it. Whatever 
drives you or motivates you, act on it and uh, don't just be a dreamer, be a doer and a dreamer. There are so many problems all around us that need to be addressed. Social, political, issues with education and inequities and injustice with regard to finances and, and, and health care. The list seems endless, and it can leave us feeling a little bit stuck and hopeless. And that's precisely why I loved this conversation. It actually got me thinking quite a bit about an idea called the butterfly effect. You know, it's that classic theory or idea that a butterfly flaps its wings in the Amazon and starts this atmospheric chain reaction that leads to a hurricane in Florida somewhere. In a strange way, I think Chris King is creating a sort of butterfly effect through We Are Marcus. It's a butterfly effect of love and connection. And think about it. One experienced mentor takes the time to pour into a young person, inspires him, shows him a new future. This young person grows up and touches many other lives. And then those lives draw off of the example that was set for them, and on and on and on. Before long, there is connection and love and people growing and changing forever and for the better just all over the place. All because one person dared to ask, how can we do relationships differently? Chris was looking at a large, unruly, daunting problem, and rather than getting frustrated or stuck in the face of it all, he took a small but, but measured step. It's a butterfly flapping its wings in the Amazon. We Are Marcus is a creative approach to fostering positive mentoring relationships for young people of color. I know lives have already been changed, and more will continue to be blessed in the years to come. But it gets me to thinking, who came before you? Who saw promise and possibility in you? Who is that person, or, or maybe those people, that encouraged you? pushed you along to be a better version of yourself. How do you continue to do that for others? How do you live out of that legacy? See, we are all tied up in this butterfly effect. And may a movement of love, relationship, and connection that started a long time ago continue through us. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sandbox Cooperative Podcast. To stay up to date with all the things going on in the Sandbox, follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our mailing list at sandboxcooperative.com. And as always, we'd love to hear from you. So let us know what you think about the podcast. And if you'd like, rate and review us on iTunes. Join in the conversation. And be sure to share this podcast with someone who might like it. There is always more room in the Sandbox. Until next time, we'll see you. Bye. Please watch your step as you exit the sandbox.